Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to eat brains. Uh, be square. 28 days quarantine later, and your hosts pick apart their favorite tropes from the zombie genre on our final episode of the Apocalypse on Normies Like Us. Why do you eat I ever turn into one of those things? Blow my fucking head off. Kill the brain. Kill the ghoul. The contagion spreading throughout the city has been designated uncontainable. He says you gotta shoot him in the head. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Welcome back to Brainsy Like Brains. Brains, brains, brains. <coughs> sorry. Brains. Oh, sorry. Uh, welcome back to Normies Like Us. As you heard up top, uh, we're doing another special Apocalypse episode. Our last episode and uh, our our last theme month for a bit, guys. <laughs> I don't know if we know that too. We we kind of went from Halloween to uh, every Star, Star Wars. Wars film to March yep. Madness to April Apocalypse, and we've been loving this one. And it's uh, it's our final episode where we're going to talk zombies of this month. That is. That's right. Right, and then next will be May Apocalypse. <laughs> oh no, May Days. May Days. Yeah. May Days. We'll come right. up with a fun name for all of them, and then <laughs> yeah, just now, June, Norman, June Doom. Ready. Yeah, they're yeah. all coming. We got some good. We got some good ideas. Um, uh, Jacob, in fact, uh, pitched some some good ones for the next Christmas, maybe when we get around to it. But first, uh, we'll introduce ourselves. Your hosts, yes. if we survive. This is Corona Colin. This is uh, Mike Redfield. Uh, uh, I'm just, Joe, just Joe, I guess. That uh, at the first really sounded like <laughs> I got bad. This is Jacob Grimes. Hey, okay, I get that reference. All that yes. works. And just Joe, but you have a katana in your hand. You have an eye patch now. Uh, you are very post-apocalyptic. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just have that happy. outfit in waiting all the time. Like, this is... Look, like, what we're talking about today is, like, my, my, my favorite dreams I've ever had. Some of my favorite movies. I can't wait to talk zombies with you guys. Favorite dreams. Good I love zombie that. dreams. I love a good zombie dream. I'm a big zombie fan as well. Uh, this is usually something we do for Halloween, but, you know, considering it's the end of days and we're examining apocalyptic scenarios, yes, that is why for early final apocalypse, as Colin said, it's zombie time. So we're going to pick up our each other's brains, that is. <laughs> hey. pick them apart. I think it's time for a good general one, Mike. You know, I, I think it makes sense yeah. to kind of just go through, talk about our favorites of the genre and stuff. But first, we always do a question up top. But let me ask you guys this. We're in the apocalypse. You're sick. You've been bit. Do you want to get shot in the head or do you want to become a zombie? How about you, Mike? Uh, you know, you, you think you would like be wanting to survive and like, you know, gut it out, you know, like, it's like is know, the Rick cure Grimes. coming? But, you know, as uh, our, you know, leader says, our great leader, you know, you don't want the cure to be worse than the, uh, the disease. So <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Where I'd land. I would want to try to live, but um, realistically, I don't think I would survive long. I don't have the stomach for all the murder and, uh, canned food here's the thing right um no one okay no one likes the guy in the group that gets bit and then keeps it hidden until it's too late okay, <laughs> yeah, don't me, that you don't like me Jacob, is that you are you <laughs> that guy i might be that guy you're calling that you guy out cold, but i but you think you work. are that guy <laughs> I hey, uh, Jacob, that when guy. we cleared well, that fence back bit. there uh <laughs> it seems like it kind of ripped up underneath your shirt uh, was was that always there <laughs> No, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. That guy is the together. reason we're in the situation we're in right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a society. Yeah, I no, guess I if am. there wasn't that one guy in Wuhan, then 
I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm fine. I'll we're get on the transforming. So horrible now. That was bad. That was oh, bad. Wow. I tried to pull Mike and I couldn't. I don't have the, uh, yeah, the, the brains for it. We don't spend enough one-on-one time, or at least time in person, for you guys to osmosis. Uh, sure. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not absorbing into the bloodstream. Uh, I Wait, think. Hold on. Uh, I want to hold on to this, yeah. Jacob. I want to say to you, you're you're you've hidden it from us, but now you're sitting next to the campfire. Your eyes are yellow. You're still like <laughs> saying basic words like "No, I'm fine." As you're like scratching out. Well, first of all, what do you want all, Joe this... to do? Blow your brains out or not? <laughs> in this scenario, first of all, I would not. I would simply not get bit. So <laughs> irrelevant. I wouldn't get bit. I would be all right. No, we've had uh, this conversation a thousand times off podcast, and you know my stance of what would happen to you in particular. You would die would in the die inciting plane crash, plane crash <laughs> incident <laughs> that leads to the zombie crash, apocalypse. I'm Even if you didn't crash. deserve to be on that plane, you would be on a plane that would crash, and people would go, "Oh my god, I think that flight was carrying a virus or something." Yeah, that's right. Or no, the, we, we the plane would crash you know, on you. We used to talk who who would survive longest in the, in the wilderness, like wilderness survival. I thought I would, uh, be with my uh, you know my past uh, surviving in the wilderness, but um, Colin <laughs> always tells me I would die in the plane crash. But so. you do bring up a good point. As the only like Boy Scout and Scout of America, you do have skills that where whereas I would be like, yeah, I think you uh, kind of boil water, and I think this tree moss is good to eat, and then a zombie would just like bite me in the neck. I'd be like, no. Yeah, Colin, was, you would get sick from just eating like the wrong scout. berries. Uh, to, oh, I would just get poisoned. I wouldn't even die from the zombie, Joe. Yeah. I would just like a snake would bite me. I'd be like, this is so stupid. <laughs> oh, no, I got poison ivy. <laughs> and I'm itchy and then there's no toilet paper. Well, you guys you are only solar pack for uh, Nintendo switches. <laughs> no, you're yeah, I need Mike. some. I need to charge my phone. And yeah. um, no, but like, uh, you know, if we we're if we we're in the woods in that scenario, then I think I could survive longer than the average person um, based on, you know, I was a boy scout at one point in my life. So you would do that. Compass you are cannon trick. You're an Eagle scout. I'm an Eagle that's scout. Yeah. Listeners. I yeah. took the wilderness survival merit badge. So yeah, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty cool. So you just cool. show that and to Joe, the board of zombies. What's, uh, where do you land then? Because Jacob's going to survive until society gets back to normal. Yeah, no question. Me and question. Colin will both be dead. How about you, Joe? Uh, I mean, I think I, I think I would go post-apocalyptic real quick. Like I would uh, – I'd be into the new world. You know what I mean? Like that's something I think I would just adapt to real quick. Um Look, it's it's right. it's violence without consequence, man. Like that is the American <laughs> dream, yeah. as far as I am concerned. Uh, uh, so, uh, I almost yes. got in a brawl over toilet paper, so I'm I'm right there. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like Mike. It's never been so more apparent that uh, this is the future that's going to occur. It's like we see people who go outside despite uh, hazardous disease warnings. We see people mm-hmm. rioting and uh, conserving uh, materials. Like, we are primed. We are ready for this scenario. And Joe, you know that we've talked off pod. I say your scenario is you don't live to become a zombie because you do the sacrifice like, no, get up the gate, and you just get ripped apart by a horde. Like, there's just yeah, nothing no, I'm, left to you, buddy. I'm, if I got bit, I'm going down swinging. You know what I mean? Like, Tom that's Savini is things. doing his best work with the special effects tearing you yes. apart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so we'll see what happens. Tune in for the inevitable zombie apocalypse to see if those predictions come true. Meanwhile, we're going to be talking to zombies of uh, movies, comics, video games, as we normally do. But it's going to be a little loosey-goosey, as Colin said. You know, some of the tendons have been ripped off and a little bit of the muscle matter is not quite what it used to be. So it'll be catch. It's going to be fun, guys.
That's right. That's right. Fun. <laughs> fun with <laughs> the zombies. Fun. So let's go ahead and get some mandatory zombie fun <laughs> next on Armies Like Us. All right, I started a transition, but didn't finish. Perfect. Dude. Are you kidding? I just wanted fun. to be known that I would not get bit. <clears throat> Turns out, you should just say that the entire pod. <laughs> me? It, no, I would not get bit. Irrelevant. Let the record show yeah. that Jacob would For not me, get bit. I simply bit. would not get bit. That is that is the most uh, Dwight Dwight Schrute you've ever been. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Trump. No, there's only get bit. there's only one copy of the key, and and Jacob has it. He said, if, if you guys need it and he's dead, then you've been dead for weeks. Well, probably what All would right. happen in real life is I would insist on being the leader of the group and then the group would like mutiny against me at some point and leave me for dead. Yeah, I'd bash your head in. I'd be like, no, you would just, this is the New World Order. <laughs> when no, the grand idea is survival. to call a Postmates guy who is a zombie and you open the door and he's like, Whoa, and you're like, no. Just give me my food. I need my firehouse um. <laughs> It's like Bob from uh, Day of the Dead. He still kind of remembers what he used to do and all these Postmates guys are just carrying around. <laughs> Bob, man, I love Bob. Uh, I love Bob. All right. Well, shall we talk the cinema, the cinematic representations in the history of these Zombos, Colin? That's right. We're back. We're talking Zombo movies. Um, uh, Mike said we're going to have fun on this episode. How could we not? Uh, now, normies, we are doing six feet apart quarantine, but we did obviously evacuate to the uh, nearest mall. We're at the Northridge Mall. Uh, we're, we're held up there and uh, uh, we're hankered down in case zombies go. We're each in a, in a different place. I'm, of course, in the Victoria's Secret. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> right don't tell anybody. Man. I'm in the ice skating ring. <laughs> oh, Keep great. it cool. I'm in the hot topic, but not to buy anything there, just to look at stuff and, and say I'm too cool to buy this. But, and, and there's and a bunch of chain ladder. <laughs> Where are you at, Joe? Huh? A sporting goods store, man. You got you to you think smart. Well, I got a hockey stick, so I'm all right. <laughs> I'm going to the gun store. Town. Yeah, just yeah. the local mall gun store. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> yeah. parroting uh, Dawn of the Dead, um, the original, mm-hmm. the remake, the Zack Snyder classic. We've got some thoughts there. Joe, you have <laughs> said in the past. Now, I feel like, Normies, some of this might, might sound like deja vu. I had to look it up. I had to uh, literally search in our Normie feed. Zombies? Have we done zombies before? No, we've done Walking Dead. So go back, check out that episode, of course, where we've talked a lot of zombies. But, but Joe, you've said in that episode, you're a fan of that movie. You love the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead movie. Yeah, no, I mean... You know, obviously the the roots of zombies are are basically George Romero, right? Like there was a movie before that, White Zombie, everyone knows, but that was more like voodoo um, stuff. This the, the traditional, yeah, the traditional walking slow, gun eat your brains. That that really came with George Romero and the original of the dead movies. Zack Snyder's remake, I think that's his best movie. I think he took. Um, the the uh, criticisms of capitalism and and really highlighted it and made a fun movie that just remakes uh, like an all time classic. But I think the they James just like Gunn script that works for you. Yeah, yeah, it's the script. Like, there's a point where 
it sounds silly to say, but it really works thematically, a woman gives birth to a zombie child because we're in late stage capitalism already. You're born a zombie. Like it takes the people are going to the mall because that's what they knew before and we're all just consuming everything. We're zombies to a whole new level of like, no, you're born into this system. It is what it is already. You know, that's a good point, Joe, because um, my favorite all time zombie movie is the original Dawn of the Dead, George Romero. And that's back in the 80s when we have like Material Girl, you know, and like all this, the peak of consumerism up to that point. Look at Stranger Things for that throwback. And to kind of bring that into the, you know, 21st century, like you said, where you're born a zombie now. And um, it, it does kind of take the theme of the original and then modernizes it in a way that I don't think ruins the original in any way which isn't generally the case with a remake so i do really like that snyder version as well yeah and i you know um, i think it works really well like these movies ving rames it's a weird one to start this conversation on but i think that also just shows how normie zombies are right like yeah the niches bella lugosi and the white zombie this is the the normies everyone knows zombies i would say it shows our age joe um we all get down with the sickness of course there was uh, <laughs> there was just that time where literally it was like that was kind of the only modern zombie film in theaters now the normie of zombies is the zombie wave that's when you get the walking dead where people are like yo the yo look at the merchandise i've got a walking dead wallet like you guys know daryl's my spirit animal right and then you got yeah. more yeah. and more and more content. Like Zombie obviously land. Mike. Yeah, I, oh, oh, those are those are huge. Now, Mike, obviously yeah. there were the Resident Evil movies when we were growing up, but that wasn't even close to where we were. No, that's more coming off of like the superhero fad. They're like, well, what's another franchise franchise they could jump on? So that's why the Paul W. S. Anderson um Resident Evil movies were getting made, which they're like the Fast and the Furious, weirdly, like they make so much money, but they're so like bad. Oh yeah. But anyway, but they're but that's not, about not like this. No, they're not about family or Corona. <laughs> um, so those, you know, we did a Resident Evil episode too. Um, so if you want to hear more about The Walking Dead, we did a dedicated one on that. We did a dedicated one in Resident Evil, including the movies. So, um, but if we're looking at, like you said, the White Zombie, the what bridged the gap is the Romero movies, and then, like you said. Um, you get 28 Days Later and sort of the remake of Dawn of the Dead and then we're entering the new age. Yeah, and I think, you know, like, so you had uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake and then there was the Twilight vampire boom. Uh, and that was everything was like pretty and sexual and like, I think as a counter to that, zombies came back in a big way of like, no, this is gore oh, and we're so going to make perfect. the gore funny too. Yeah, and I think they're also, um, you know, post The Walking Dead, so Walking Dead was a huge hit, obviously, especially in its prime. And then afterwards, there's a lot of like not so great movies and like comedy takes on on zombies, you know, like with Zombie Land. Like Shaun of the Dead is a comedy, but it, that does it right, I think. And then there's too many, you know, just comedic like takes on it that I didn't like so much, like Zombie Land and just a million different ones. Like I Zombie was mentioned. Um, there was Fido, I think, where there was a pet zombie. Uh, I don't like Fido. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Beating Hearts. What's the Nicholas Holt one? Warm Bodies. Mm, Warm, yeah, bodies Warm Bodies. Yeah. Beating Hearts. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Zombie Good Boyfriend. Oh, and well, now there's uh, Santa, Santa Clarita Diet. Um, yeah. So true. Yeah, I mean, like, it's one of those things like that I don't think it'll ever really go away. People love zombies. And I mean, I really think it's what I said up top, man. It's violence without consequence. You can bash someone's brains in and it's fine. They're not really a person anymore. 
That's true, because if you think about, like, you know, who can you use as villains in movies? Like, you can always use, like, Nazis, sure, but if you use, you know, other well, countries... Not without making get... it too political. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, demons, but then... Yeah, you can use demons, but even if you use, like, Russians or some other country, then it's getting a little, like, oh, why are you, you know, whatever. You hate but, Russia? Um, you hate Russia, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, but with zombies, it's like, they're not, you know, they're not people anymore, so you can do whatever you want to them. It doesn't matter. Turns a human into a monster. I really like that, guys. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of where the, the horror element of zombies come from. I believe we touched on this a little bit on the previous episodes on the subject, but it's like zombies represent a human that has lost its humanity. Like there's no social rules where cannibalism bad. There's no sense of identity or personality. It's it's a human that's been removed from its humanity. And I think that's scary for everyone. Like what if I stopped being me and lost control of me, right? Can I tell you what I also like about it too is very rarely is there going to be sexual violence tied with it. Now, Joe, obviously you said that birth thing, um, walking dead, Jacob, like the, the rape with the, um, the, what was his name? The, the mayor, the general, the governor, the governor. governor. Thank you. Uh, I remember that really turning a lot of people off. Um, with zombies, it is it is much more just physical abuse opposed to like a vampire where there is like a underluring chemistry behind them. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to make zombies sexy for sure. Um, and I think also part of the popularity of zombies is kind of like our own like cultural fascination with death and mortality and like, you know, seeing someone seeing a zombie that like used to be someone, you know, that's like really shocking because you're like, well, they're not that person anymore. And there's always that point in movies where, like, they're not your wife anymore. Not <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Uh, and we kind of said <laughs> in last ask. episode, too, the survival of the fittest, especially in America, that is like, well, me personally, no matter what happened in that scenario, I would survive. Like, all four of us at that intro kind of wanting right. to say to each other, like, well, I'd like to think I'd have a shot. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to make it, but I will. I mean, I get, here's here's There's a question a scenario, that yeah. happens all the time in the movies, like Jacob said, where you have the moment where it's like, you got to pull the trigger. It's not it's not calling anymore. Uh, Do you hesitate? Because I'll tell you, all three of you, without even blinking, bam, bam, bam. I, in the moment, no, if you're officially zombified, then uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that we keep saying zambo, zombo, and zombified. <laughs> If you've been, if you're a Zamboni, bro, <laughs> you're going down. If you're a Zamboni. I'm, I'm loading that twelve gauge. He's a Zamboni. I should not be in the ice rink right now. Now I'm scared of the Zamboni. I also think it's really interesting what you guys are saying about like. I think it's a very uniquely American um, cultural thing where it's like you know we have like the American dream and like survival of the fittest and like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Like doomsday preppers are like a big thing here so like a lot of people are kind of like i feel like they're just kind of hoping that the zombie apocalypse comes soon just to see how they would survive or how long they would survive for yeah i mean at its core right it is zombie movies are a criticism of capitalism and a criticism of fascism you lose your identity you become a faceless person in a mob and you know all you do is consume right so like it makes sense mm-hmm. that those political themes tie into American cinema, especially when you have George Romero working at the cusp of the American New Wave to introduce all of this stuff with a black lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's breaking down barriers. And the idea that a lot of Americans think that they're above the consumerism when really we probably are not. Right. We see <laughs> it now, Mike. Every, People are like, they are, I need right? my TV. This is bullshit. Yeah. Well, we are the, the Walking Dead. Preppers, Right. The doomsday preppers, right? Oh, yeah. If we don't need no government. I'll be eating my MREs. And it's like, you couldn't last three weeks with Netflix and pizza. <laughs> right. And now they're protesting. But I think that, right, that yeah. sense of individualism speaks to Americans it's culturally, strong. for sure. 
Uh, then you get kind of the, the next break, though. You get things like The Train to Busan and now Kingdom is a, a zombie film set mm-hmm. in like feudal Korea, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, and you, you know, can't get rid of the, the classic Zombie 2 from Italy where the zombie fights the shark. I'm sure everyone's seen that scene on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, there's some great stuff. And even there's uh, Wild Zero out of Japan where a rock band saves the world from alien zombies with the power of their <laughs> rock and roll. Um so it did come from America in the George Romero movement, but it really kind of has become a global well, phenomenon now. Mike, but, I would even yeah. say it's so interesting to what you're saying to think about. It. So the Haitian, the original, the zombie powder makes a person mm-hmm. who's like suggestible, like a corpse rises and you're like, go do bad stuff. Like, obviously, we've all seen um, uh, uh, oh, what's the what's the dead guy at the party? Who's like still alive with the sunglasses on him? <laughs> Weekend at Birdies. Weekend Thank you. Weekend at Birdies. Weekend at Birdies yeah. too, where they where they go and do all that stuff. Um, so then to go through, like you're saying, the Pittsburgh American lens. No, it's a disease. He's calling them ghouls. Zombies is something that's going to be developed, but it is violence. To I don't want to say it's not third world countries. It's the other side of the world where. I think it's much more about population. Like it is this idea that you yeah. are constantly surrounded and swarmed much more of, of violence. Like Train to Busan, it's interesting because it is gory and it does look like scary, but opposed to like an American film where people are like, and now everybody gets ripped apart. You don't really see that. No, I think it's way more environmental. Like you're, yeah, like you're saying, I think that's uh, another thing that, the genre itself tackles. And I think that's one of the reasons I love the genre so much is you can explore all of this stuff in different ways. It's not like, you know, vampires, they, it's the transmission of fluids, it's sexual identity, like that kind of like, you know, they always Jekyll and Hyde, like everyone knows what those metaphors are and they fit into neat boxes. You can take zombies Mm -hmm. and make them a metaphor for anything. True. True. Does anybody here no, have their sense. favorites as a, a European, like a, a British, like a 28 Days Later? I, I almost kind of wonder what the commentary is there where Danny Boyle's saying like, because if you think about it, Britain, that's a place where they don't even carry guns. There really is a lack of vir- a violence. So to make the virus about anger, it almost seems like a release, right? And there's yeah. also the difference between, you know, the fast zombies and the slow zombies, right? So as the fast zombies are kind of totally different from like a shambling mob of like slow zombies, right? Yeah. If it's fast zombies, nobody's got a chance in hell. No. Yeah. No like if it's slow zombies, I really think some of us could do pretty well for a while. But fast zombies, fast zombies seem strong it's game too. Over. Slow zombies is yeah. more about getting overpowered by numbers, but you can only really, that can only really happen if you make some kind of mistake. Fast zombies, you we would pretty much just get overwhelmed pretty quick, I think. Yeah. Regardless, we would all be stuck on the 405 and dead by the time panic set <laughs> yes, in. We, like, try we would not be getting out of the, the city of Los Angeles. I'd just be living on my roof in Van Nuys. You guys can come over. <laughs> all right, cool. I'll bring the roof beer. Um, I think also you're mentioning the violence, right? And like part of that is also due to the timeline. You know, you get Night of Living Dead in 1968, and then it's, you know, almost 20, it's like 15 years, and you get. Um, uh, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, but like around that time, you're starting to get into the slasher and the gore exploitation kind of movements. So you're getting a lot of these really awesome special effects artists, like I mentioned before, Tom Zvini working on these projects. 
You know, if you look at something like Return of the Living Dead, which is a classic in its own way, Hell like that's yeah. the a punk completely different version. style. And I will say that is yeah, my it's favorite. Like, um, very cool. I, I think that the zombie genre should lean a little more towards comedy. Jacob brought up Shaun of the Dead. I believe that might be your favorite of, of the genre as well. I, I would lean a little more towards that. I like the camp is probably it. like I think you can you can it's have a very lot of camp campy. Yeah, I love Shaun of the Dead just because it's it's a parody, right? It's a parody of zombie movies, and I think Edgar Wright is great at making those like parodies, but also they're good in their own right, making it feel distinct. It still. like stands alone. But Joe, were you referring to the camp in Return of the Living Dead? Yeah, and Shaun? just the the genre in general, like Return of the Living Dead. Oh, there's yeah. literally the call where it's like send more brains. <laughs> like oh, that's yeah. like the first time I remember someone saying brains. Yeah, like. As a zombie, well, and that's in a, in a thing. like this. This genre developed so organically. Like you had this this micro budget movie in Pittsburgh that blew everyone's mind, and everyone wanted to have a take on it. And then by the time you get to my favorite zombie movie, Day of the Dead, the sequel to uh, Dawn, the third Dawn. in George Romero, George A. Romero's uh, series, which doesn't end there. We'll talk about that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have people like living in bunkers right and then that's where they really start introducing the idea of like no people are the problem we are the walking dead like you get that introduction of like don't trust the government like we are the problem and i love that that because you're adding Uh, you really it's it's just so anti-unity joe even in these times i just get so bogged down in this in the sadness that it's it's so real i mean it, it just it does turn out that way i hate it yeah, that's it's sad, but it's great. And then in Stranger Things, you have the the moment where they show my one of my favorite moments in cinema, where she's having a waking nightmare, and all the hands come oh, through yeah. the poster. Ooh. I love how they use that in the show. It was like such a great thing to see because that movie is an all time classic for me. Yeah, Day of the Dead is great, and I like the 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 evolution of zombies just within Romero movies, where it starts at. Like it starts with that black and white movie, a very primitive idea of what zombies are, and then it gets further mm-hmm. developed. And then you see in Day of the Dead, there's like a whole apocalyptic world out there with like different communities and, and stuff. And you have Bub. Yeah. And- Who is holding on to his humanity. And um, I think that was set in Florida as well. Um, so we're getting close. And there's gators. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's gators. So the, the the Floridians are really trying to make that real. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna go off for a second. Underground. Go off on Day of the <laughs> I'm Dead. I'm gonna go off on Day jokes. of the I Dead and film. how it ties into Land of the Dead. Right. So Land of the Dead is the fourth in the series. It came uh, like 14 years oh, over a decade later. Um, Mid 2000s. Yeah, yeah. What I love about these movies is every single one is in a different part of American politics and explores a different part of, of the, the mythology of zombies, right? So you have the original, the black man who survives and then ends up just getting shot by a white cop anyway. The consumerism... A small shit town. Yeah. Yep. So that's night. And then dawn, uh, dawn, you have consumerism. Everyone just consume, consume. Then day, you have the maybe we're the bad guys. Maybe we're programmed like this and that was part of the problem and people should be afraid of each other. And then by the time you get to land... You have a President Trump, President Bush uh, (laughs) character played by Dennis Hopper where it is very obvious that he is playing George W. Bush. He is wearing a red tie and a nice white suit and it's all about classism, right? Like you have the people who are out there doing Mm -hmm. work Um, in that movie, Sean Penn or Sean Penn. That's his name, right? Simon, <laughs> Simon Pegg. Pegg. Simon Pegg. Pegg and his writing brother, or writing partner, 
Nick Frost. I was going to say Joe Frost. I was wrong on both accounts. Um, they are tied <laughs> up chill. as zombies in like a, a club at the beginning of the movie. And Simon Pegg is wearing the exact costume and makeup of Bub the Zombie from Day of the Dead. So there's a continuity of that one zombie who learns something and then ends up like a, a, a background, essentially like uh, amusement wow. park challenge in like a, a tourist, yeah, thing, like a tourist right? trap yeah. in a in a club. And I'm like, I just think that continuity is crazy. And it's just because George A. Romero was such a fan of Shaun of the Dead. He was like, oh, I got to have those guys in this movie. And that's what the two of them wanted to do. They didn't want to part or like that was the cameo they wanted just in the background. Oh, yeah. They was in the, the back. That's great. And um, have you seen uh, Diary? You, any of you seen Diary? Yeah. The other Romero. Is that the found yeah, definitely my footage? Least favorite. Oh, it's the footage. found footage one yeah. that's like a soft reboot. Yeah. And then there's Dawn uh, of the Dead Contagion or something like that. Um which I've only seen once. They they get pretty rough there before. He, I kind of fell yeah. off after land. I was like, all right, classism. That's that's yeah. where I, that's my stuff. If you just look at but, those first like early like the first four Romero movies, like they pretty much influenced everything for that coming out now zombie related. Like The Walking Dead is like hugely influenced by Day of the Dead. Like the idea of these like militarized communities and like some are bad and some are good and there are different quirks about them and stuff. Um, and, like, honestly, none of that would exist without the Romero movies, I don't think. Now, he's kind of set up the rules, too. you got to destroy the brain. Yeah. It's a trope. <laughs> um, post our last episode, The Walking Dead, uh, we'd, we'd had some updates on some uh, hitter shits, I believe, as well. Mike, you had mentioned how you were kind of giving it another shot on Netflix after Jacob was telling you to check it out. Guys, before this quarantine, they were wrapping up showing this last season. Did you guys happen mm. to check it out at all? Um, I basically, so what happened is I watched season nine, which is kind of the soft reboot where they jump ahead five years in time. Rick is gone missing. Um, but his, <laughs> baby girl Grimes, whatever her name is. Joyce. Yeah, uh, what, Judith, what is it? Judith, Judith Grimes is now not a baby anymore. She's just a young mm-hmm. girl. Carl is dead, obviously. So, Carl. um, it becomes kind of the Judith and Michonne show for a while. Um, season nine was actually really good because it's, it, like I said, it's like a soft reboot. A lot of new characters, but um, the writing, I think, was really good, and the villains were interesting. And then season 10 happened. I watched, like, three episodes into season 10, and the, the writing, again, started to feel stale like it did, like, from season 6 to 8 or whatever. So I kind of fell off. So I watched, like, the first three episodes of the new season, which I, I think was season 10. Um, but I, I, I'll probably catch up with it at some point, but it's it wasn't as good as season 9, mm. at least to begin with. Yeah, I, I can echo that. I watched the first three episodes of season 10. I loved the soft reboot portion of season nine up to then. And then it still was like, ah, this feels a little familiar. Yeah. So uh, we'll, like, we'll I think see. the whispers but, are a really cool angle to go with as, as the villains and Alpha as like the leader of the whispers is really great. Omega, and yeah. like the actress that plays her is like really killing it. But um, yeah, they and they still have Negan in there and they have the right stuff for Negan to do. So I don't know. I'll There's get some familiar stuff. stuff. We got our Daryls and our Carols. Yeah, I think Daryl and Carol Darryl's are the Carol. only <laughs> original cast members that will never leave, probably. Now, yeah, um, that until and that's canceled. the thing. Do you guys care about hearing how it ended before we got into the virus? Because there is a little conversational mm. thing that happened at the end there. No, I don't care. You can spoil it. If you want. Mike, do you care as well? 
No, I'm all Normally right. skip ahead. Plug your ears, um, listeners. Uh, I don't know. Let's say 45 seconds. Guys, we know that Denai Garai, I believe that's her name, Michonne's contract has ended. She has left the show as well. Um, yeah. uh, all of Rick Grimes, where she is allowed to live still, Jacob. Like, there is an mm. existence for her, but it's just like, like, and what I find so curious is it's like, she's in charge of Judith's life. There is no other Grimes character, but something needs investigating. And they say, okay, well, Michonne, you're the one to do it. Bye. Oh. Yeah, I did not make it to the point where she leaves. I knew she was leaving because it was announced in the trades and everything, but it's kind of interesting. The Michonne of the show, totally different from the comics. Obviously, they diverted a lot. She'll she... never find her daughters, Jacob. There's there's no evidence that her family still lived on. That's not what she's going off for. And unless they make no. one of these like Rick Grime-esque movies, you're right. We'll never explore that background for the character. Right. And basically, if you don't know, if you haven't been watching the show in the last few years, um, she ends up uh, in a relationship with Rick um, and becomes basically Carl and Judith's adopted mom, which is totally different from the comics. No, they Um, just molded her character with another character from the comics, basically. Yeah. Andrea. Andrea, who died really early on in the show. By the governor. um, People hated her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it kind of works because I I do like the like the mother daughter relationship. relationship with her and judith in season nine but obviously she wanted to leave the show after you know black panther and everything so um yeah it's kind of amazing the show is still going with so many of the cast original cast members having left i think the only ones left are daryl and carol the viewers Um, are zombies man they're gonna keep watching it (laughs) (laughs) we'll see uh how long the show keeps going now that uh there is no more television um in this current reality I guess what we can do, um, you know, first of all, Normies, go back and listen to our Walking Dead episode if you want to get really in-depth on that. We, we go pretty deep. Um, but if we had, like, let's say a quarantine primer for zombie movies, right, we gave you a pretty good list. You got the, the at least first four Romero movies, the, the Schneider cut of Dawn of the Dead, 28 Days <laughs> well, Later, really Return of the Living the Dead. I want Batman in it. <laughs> <laughs> right? And if you're feeling really frisky, train to Busan, maybe hop on Netflix, look at Kingdom, but... There's a lot out there, but if you never watched the original Romero's, now is a great time to get in there and start there and branch out. Um, a little more punk rock, go return. Yeah, and I would say yeah. once you know the tropes and you're ready to laugh at them, throw Zombieland and Shaun of the Dead in there, too. Like They're, they're fun if you're yeah. big fans of the genre. None of us watch Zombieland 2. Double tap? No. Absolutely not. You're about 10 <laughs> years too late. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was surprised I got a sequel. Um, I like Zombieland okay. Uh, my favorites have to be Shaun of the Dead, 28 Days Later, uh, 28 weeks later isn't bad either. Um, yeah, I the fast zombies are, are totally different. But um, oh, if you want to, uh, I'll give one recommendation. Not the movie, but the book Day Z is pretty good. Or not Day Z. Uh, World War Z. World War Z. Max the book is getting Z. a lot of love right now. Great yeah, book, his, uh, but not movie. the movie. No, because the book, the way yeah. the yeah, the book is told is like a. Uh, like a like an oral history where each chapter yeah. is like a different person talking to a journalist and describing like how it all went down and, it's and very where they were when it, the outbreak happened and how their country handled it. It's yeah. it's a really great read, Max Brooks. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know, think I originally and he also it did the to read first time I read it, Can so. I ask you guys? Yep, Max Brooks did the zombie survival guide. Uh, yeah, of also course. Mel Brooks. Why, living in that zombie world, why is that? Now, can I ask you guys, we just talked about two proposed sequels that have kind of never come out. Uh, I'll ask each of you. Um, Jacob, to start, do you think we'll ever get a 28 months later? And do you ever think we'll mm-hmm. get a, uh, um, a a sequel 
to uh, World War Z? Uh, first of all, 28 months later, I think it's a little past the time when that could have happened. I mean, those movies came out so long ago. I don't know why. I don't but think development hell, both of those films. Mm. Hmm. Um, yeah, Jump I don't to think, 28 I don't, years, make it in real time. <laughs> yeah. I doubt Danny Boyle would go back and direct those, but, um, hmm. I think, you know, someone else could, but World War Z, the way I would like to see it done is forget about the movie make a mini series on like Netflix or HBO or whatever, um, a mini series or just a, a couple of seasons of a show or each where each one actually, is just a chapter. Yeah. Just like black mirror or something. Cool. Yeah. Isolated. And actually like faithfully adapt the book instead of, you know, what, what the movie but was. then we can't get Brad Pitt in that's there. That's true. You can still it's, have it's Brad not, Pitt. Um, it's just in one of them. It's a great read though. Like it really is, man. If you're looking for something that's fast and, and, and sometimes suspenseful, sometimes funny, um, sometimes yeah. scary, like it's great. Yeah. And if you want to know how much more valuable, uh, 22 caliber ammunition is over nine millimeter because of weight ratios, read the zombie survival guide and it'll tell you that Do you we? never have to reload a machete. No. Yeah. It's funny so. that, um, yeah, that Max Brooks obviously is Mel Brooks son. I guess he's just really into zombies for some reason. <laughs> That's fine, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that's kind of the movies of zombies had a little, uh, Lucy Goosey rambling, shambling, good time. Uh, maybe we're now we're going to transition, talk about some of the video games in the zombie world. Next on Normies Like Us. Play me, play me. We're back. Uh, I hope you guys are inside your own little safe rooms, reloading your guns, using those med kits, because we're about to talk about games where you do exactly that. The video game series that involve zombies. Kind of its own genre. You could say there's things inside it like survival versus the more action side. But I would say the big one right now, we've done an episode on it, is the Resident Evil series. Mike, there's a little news. There's a new game. Let's dive in. What have you been playing, buddy? <laughs> Well, yes. Thank you for asking, Colin. I have been playing Resident Evil 3 a lot. Uh, I've been speedrunning that, trying to get the times down. We're at about 52 minutes. Uh, the world record is 45 right now. Quarantine has been so good for you that I get the Twitch bumps now where I'm like, he is off Final Fantasy, already beaten it, back to mm -hmm. Resident Evil 3, a game he got before it. I'm impressed how much playtime you're getting out of this bad boy. Yeah, so two remakes, and uh, I played one, got the second one, and then returned to Resident Evil. So I am enjoying it a lot. People are complaining that it is short. Like I said, the speedrun is at 45 minutes. Uh, casually, you can beat the game in about five to six hours, like, and that's taking your time. So it is a shorter campaign, um, but the original was shorter than Resident Evil 2. So a lot of the criticisms of this one could be applied to the original, so... Um, I, I don't really give them much heed, but I, I'm loving it personally. Well, let me so. ask you this then, Mike. We're, and we're in that stream. You know, I'm seeing the comments from other people who are like, eh, you know, it's interesting watching watching this game get played. I remember, since you said it was a remake, the old one mm -hmm. was so much more survival horror. When people are going up against the nemesis and running away and you're using those RE4 mechanics of just pow, 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 pow. Do you like that? Is there kind of a difference now? So, again, comparing Resident Evil 2 original to the Resident Evil 3 original, it was more action-heavy. You got a lot more ammo, a lot more guns. 
Well, and you, you can you just see where you're going, it. it almost seems like. I just remember those old games where it's, you know, that angle of that camera mm-hmm. was just such a bastard. The controls were tough, but um, I think, like, you do lose a couple puzzles, a couple of the big set pieces are taken out. Like, there's a famous clock tower, there's a famous park where you fight a grave digger, and, you know, so some places are taken. Also, the nemesis you meet later in the original game. In this game, as soon as you press start, he's there chasing you, so some of the suspense and buildup is gone. But, I mean, he's on the cover of the box. You know he's going to be there. Uh, for me, it just feels like a good roller coaster ride. And because the original was more action-heavy, they were just like, fuck it, we're doing action. And, you, you know, you can beat it quickly. But for me, I think that's part of the fun. Uh, but around yeah, says the speedrun guy. It's a good speedrun game. It, it's a worse game casually, but it's a better speedrun than Resident Evil 2 remake for sure. Uh-huh. Um, so... Depending on what you're into, but it definitely was overpriced at sixty dollars. I, I will agree with that Ooh. on all fronts. I did not know um, that I. It became packaged with Resident Evil um, Resistance, which is an asymmetrical multiplayer game, which was made by a separate team. So they put those two things together in sixty bucks, but no one gives a shit about Resistance. So man, it should be sixty bucks for Resident Evil Remake, and every time that a new one comes, you get a download patch. Like you're remaking a game. Come on. <laughs> Come on. This should have been a $20 DLC for Resident Evil 2, uh, is what a lot of people are saying. But I enjoyed it. Wait for it to go on sale. Um, but yeah, it's Zombos. It's a good-ass time. And as soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm going to be back trying to push those times down. Best believe it. <laughs> Using that rocket Back in the gym, pressing, pressing that X. So that's right. when you then right. uh, read news, Mike, where it's like, okay, the success is there. We've done so well with our 2 remake, our 3 remake. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's remake the game we have ported to toasters, Teslas, everything else, RE4. Do you see a purpose to this? I mean, is it just blood out of a stone? Uh, Well, before I give my thought, have you guys played RE4? Um, Oh, how could you not? Guys, you didn't have every video game system. If you had a Game Boy, you played (laughs) RE4. I don't want to hear it. It was on a GameCube, too, yeah. Yeah, I played it a long time ago on the GameCube. Yeah. Yeah, I think I played up to six casually. Okay, gotcha. So four is like one of those games that, you know, in the bucket with Ocarina of Time and Final Fantasy seven and, uh, you know, Mario 64 is thrown out is one of the greatest of all time. Like in its current form, it's already considered near perfect. And the idea of remaking the game that redefined Resident Evil is insane to me. I don't think you need to remake it. You just put it out in HD, which they've already done. Right. Well, wasn't a big part of these remakes just like the graphical remake of it? So like they could release it in HD, but just even just updating the graphics to like today's standards would make it a lot. Jacob, I would argue that the the upgrade from those old games was to make them into the RE4 style. So how do you Mm -hmm. do that to RE4? Yeah, the original games were like, you know, top down isometric tank control games. And then they moved them into the RE4 engine, for lack of a better term, to where you have full 3D movement. RE4, as Colin said, already is that. So all you can do is give it a new coat of paint. That's not a remake. That's a remaster. Right. I would. Yeah, the remaster would would be fun to play, but I wouldn't pay more than like 20 bucks for it. Exactly. That's paying more than that. If you're just remastering a game, I don't think it should ever be more than 20 bucks. Like. Give mm-hmm. me a yeah. remaster of Ultimate Alliance and just because just I want to play it on my hey, Switch. Yo. Like, I don't need it, you know, 
updated graphic-wise or anything. I just want it available on every platform that I want it available on. Like, that's my thing with remasters and remakes. And it's already, like, such, like, a highly heralded game. Like, you don't need to do much to it anyway. What they needed to do was do Code Veronica, which is, like, one of the last ones in the old style with, like, the fixed camera angles and pre-rendered backgrounds. And that one got, like, a lot of mixed reviews, and it's very weird and campy. That's the one that should get a remake, and I don't know why uh, they didn't go um, that direction. You you just uh, stuttered there. You meant to say Dino Crisis, Mike. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I am so on board for a Dino Crisis remake. If I have to buy Resident <laughs> Evil 4 against my better judgment to get Dino Crisis, <laughs> Absolutely. I will do that. Capcom, if you're listening, give me them dinos. People have already modded Resident Evil 3 to put dinos in it. Ooh, that's <laughs> gross. Well, yeah, and obviously we survived through the um, the nemesis mm-hmm. becoming, uh, or no, the what do you call him? The Mr. What's-His-Name with the hat and the trench coat where they would make Mr. him Mr. X's Resident Evil 2. That's right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then this is Nemesis, but... That's the Resident Evil. Yeah, they, they've announced 4 will be remade. I think they should have done Veronica, though. That is the Resident Evil of the world. When we're talking zombie games, we got to give a, a shout-out to another that. series. There is a lot more than that. We can kind of go Zombies more my neighbors. towards... <laughs> where's, our, where's our sequel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a, uh, Bring it's it to a, Switch, you bastards. Super Nintendo a, game. It's a sect of games that's like so popular, there's a Call of Duty mod that then became a game itself with zombies. You know what yes. I mean? Like Everybody mm-hmm. wants to play zombies. Oh, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. They, they work for video games because, again, it's violence without consequence. You need a mindless forward, you got it. And can I ask, right. is that play style, is that like the vampires in Halo where somebody dies and it swaps them over to another team and then it's sort of... No, you just it's kind of like infected, oh, endless yeah. wave. Oh, truly! Zombies. Wow, it is like truly zombies. Wow. And generally, yeah, yeah Call of Duty. Most titles have that mode. Um, this the the newest Modern Warfare doesn't have that, which is kind of weird because mm. so many of them have in the past. But now yeah, I remember, I remember people it, buying it just to do like the bunker fights where you have like JFK messages in the background and you're and you're running by and and doing the the zombie play. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, the game yeah, I wanted to bring mode. up, uh, yeah. up to, to breeze past you there, Mike, because i got to get it out Go here. Go for it. I oh, wanted yeah, to say, gambling. our favorite of the old days was the Left 4 Dead video game series. Now, oh, Mike, I don't know what you would call these. Um, it's the Overwatch style of games where it's like a role-playing shooter actioner versus... what? What is that type of video game? I mean, it's like... I mean, it's like an action shooter, but each player has like a role, a right? specialized like a class. relationship or class. Like a class to a certain shooter. degree, yeah. yeah. I think I think the yeah the fun thing about Left 4 Dead was being able to play like local like local co op with your friends and just going against um, like Hell, a PVE, yes. not even PVP. So no, um, well, the PVE being the, the split side really playing with too. the zombies, yeah, exactly, yeah. was so unique and so original. Joe, you love mm. this. I mean, game. like. Oh, I love this game so much. I'm, this this game's the reason I bought a 360. I remember they they just showed the trailer, and the trailer for the game was just one of the cold opens for one of the um, episodes. You know what I mean? So the campaigns were movies. No That's how they were billed. They were posters. They had cheeky names like the hospital one was No Mercy. Um, and the first trailer like showed the class of zombies, and like I was fucking hooked. Like that was. The, the reason I bought a 360 was the original Left 4 Dead. Oh, uh, and playing that sequel with great characters, great story. Obviously, that's the game that introduced melee you weapons. melee weapons. It felt <sighs> very refined. And just, you know, if there was a user base for it, obviously Valve now 
it's kind of an interesting relationship there where, you know, orange box was the big thing. Uh, or was that steam? I, I, I might be flipping them up here, but the, Orange Box, yeah, that's Valve. That was them. They it just seemed like they have no future for it. There was a little talk about a VR for Left 4 Dead. It doesn't seem like it's happening. We all saw the oh, uh, April Fools' three fingers back in the day, but nothing, guys. Half Life Three, Left 4 Dead Three. We're not getting them. <laughs> Give it up. Left 4 Dead I, I would. I would so Did you guys ever play the DLC that bridges the two sets of characters yes. where you meet Bill? Um, yeah. I love yeah. I love those games and the campaigns. Like, I think there were four in the original, and then um, six in the second, and then there were like two or four DLCs that you could get as well. Um, yeah. That's a game. Yeah, I, I bought that. I bought one, two had an early access demo where you could just play through one of the stages in one of the campaigns. And I remember like Colin, we just sat on the couch and played that like twenty times in a row because it was you know getting well, an axe you, for the first time. It's a nice. video game series that develops its own tropes. Guys, why haven't we seen a specialized zombie world? The boomers, the smokers, the hunters. There's something so fun and cool about the tank coming through and just ripping stuff apart. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, the boomer was actually uh, in one of the glass cases from Cabin in the Woods. You guys oh, remember that that's class? right. That's oh, so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was because, you know, they were such fans of the game. They were like, can we throw that in there? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. Boomer's the best okay, at boomer. all those. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> okay, it was a boomer. long time before that, Mike. <laughs> right, right. They were there first. Yeah, it's um, kind of amazing to me that like that kind of game style hasn't been more popular lately, um, just in the, in the game mechanics of like similar to like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, where it's just um, a game where or you, you can just, you know, team up with, with four your three of your friends um, in the same house and just like run the campaign co-op like Games don't do that enough anymore. No, couch co-op was killed by the next-gen consoles. Like, they just didn't... It wasn't a priority. Everyone plays online. Uh, And I hate that, man. I guess someone who... All my fondest memories of playing video games are playing them on a couch with my buddies, and I, I would do yeah. But also back. the flip side, Joe, not to be pejorative, but there was that cool, tense feeling of like you do run in Left for Dead to make it to a safe house. Hey. Did you get fucked up out there and use a med pack? Okay, you used one. That's yours, dude. Yeah, like when we get, get there, it's split yeah, up, mm-hmm. you little bitch. It would be like, yeah. ooh, like kind of like tense. I loved yeah. it. Get oh, and like you get to the door the and you're gonna leave someone behind. Oh, lock somebody out in online play. Right. Trolling early, trolling like that, dude. We used to do that yeah. shit all the fucking time. What's it the was also like a bit scary. Even like there was some scary moments, like when a you witch? come across like a witch. The witch? Yeah. Of a witch. Oh my gosh. Like, don't, don't freak out the witch. Hey, shut up, shut up, shut up when it gets in here. What's that? Hold on. What's that guy doing? He's going over by it. Dude, just get away. He's trolling. He's trying. He's going to make you walk into it. No, no, no. I think, does he know? Is he going for the one shotgun to the back of the head? Oh, he got it. He got the witch. Dude, it was. Hell yeah. Because that was our set off the the rock concert. Oh, I love that Fireworks going on. Love that game so much. Um, Yeah. From that franchise, there's another one I want to bring up. Veronica, Valve. Left for Dead. Do it. Do um, it. Dead Rising. You guys, oh, thank Dead you guys Rising. familiar Great. with that Dead one? Dead Rising. Those Dead persist, Rising. Joe. Those persist. It seems like every generation Xbox is like, you know what? Let's try it. Well, there you, has you been like four or five one. Dead Risings. Um, I like the one where you're in the mall because um, obviously it's like uh, 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 Night of the Living Dead. And- That's where you're playing Frank. 
Yeah. Well, I used to cover wars, you know. Yeah, yeah. He goes um, back that, to the mall in the the latest one, and you're Frank again. You're you're mm, Frank again with a, a young cool. girl who's like, "You used to be cool, Frank. What happened to you now?" Uh, <laughs> okay. And brother. what happened to you now is you're you're back in a mall and you're fighting zombies again. And but now you have the um the connected like combined weapons that they introduced in yeah the two second one, two and three. Yeah, that's yeah. the two things that I really like about this game. Number one was like the huge mobs. Like that was what they kind of advertised. Like we have so many zombies on screen at one time back mm-hmm. when that was like really hard to do, like, you know, um, mid two thousands. Um, and the other thing I really like is the melee weapon, like design, like making your own custom weapons and stuff. That was really fun. But you're so right, the, Jacob. That early um, digital talk where it's like a microchip almost, where it's like, it holds three megabytes, but it would be like, yeah. there's a hundred zombies on the screen at one time. And then in the later yeah. games, they're like, yeah, we get up to like 500. Right, right. <laughs> well, what you're missing here is like the coolest aspect of this game, I thought. It has a kill count. Like there is a, 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 a constant counter in the bottom that tells you how many zombies you have killed. Yes. Have you ever killed all of all of them? I have not, no. So you can't literally kill all of them, but if you kill uh, within... The game takes place over three days, the original. It's on a timer. You have 72 hours to get the missions done. There's uh, side quests and people you can save in a main storyline. If you ignore all that, and you can kill 42,000-some-odd zombies within the three days, you unlock Mega Man's gun because it's a Capcom. And then he got like a laser gun. Yeah. So you, what you do is you get a car, you go down into the underground tunnels, and then you just mow down zombies for three straight days, and then that's how you get the Mega Man guys. Nice. It's, it's you great. can build yeah, uh, one? lightsabers with uh, mm-hmm. flashlights and something else. Oh yeah, in the, in the later ones. Yeah, the weapon yeah. building system was awesome. Like putting spikes on a boxing gloves and just like punching zombies was so fun. But the one thing I didn't like about it was the timer because I felt like I was being pressured to like do the story mission to like, cool fuck around game, and yeah. just run around in the mall and beat up zombies. It's probably one of my most clear memories of uh, Colin, you brought over your Xbox because it did not have couch co-op, but you could connect two Xboxes physically through an mm. Ethernet table and play I was about together. to say, and this might That's be amazing. the first time you and I did that together. Obviously, we had done online Halo and stuff, but the idea of that might have been the first time I traveled with the kit to be like, okay, I'm coming over. I'll be over there in a bit. Same living room. Oh, I'm on the tricycle going through this part of the mall. And you're like, oh, I just put the gems in the flashlight and made a lightsaber and I'm over here. <laughs> it's like, this yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, I think that was the second one where you played as like the badass motocross the guy. Motocross right? guy. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't make weapons until the second one. I think another uh, highlight of these games, not just a ton of zombies, but like we talked about in the movie section, like, the biggest threat being other people, like the psychopaths in the yeah. game. You'll the encounter like bosses, boss characters yeah. that are really great, like a survivalist gone wrong or a oh, grocery store The crazy worker. Santa from the first one stands out to me so much because he's just like, boo-hoo, yeah. Santa can't bring toys to zombies. And you're like, oh, no, get away from me. And by the right, time he like gets a, a cannibal. Is it in the first one where they just straight up call him psychopaths? Uh, or is it the second one? The first one, one they call them psychopaths. Okay, yeah, because well. it's not even like boss fight. It's like psychopath fight. Here you go. Being like, oh, no, I stumbled upon this guy in the toy store who's going to try to kill me with a jack-in-the-box, but all I have on me is, like, a pink unicorn head and and a flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and you could be, like, in the middle of an escort and stumble into these boss characters, and it's really harrowing. Plus, you have a, a timer active. So, right. interesting uh, little game design. I think the, the Dead Rising uh, are pretty good, but the later ones were not 
handled by Capcom, especially mm-hmm. the most recent one. I think there's been some issues with it, but it's the tough. first two are definitely solid. I have the latest one. It's like kind of Christmas themed, um, and it's tough to like figure out where you're supposed to go if you want to like open up more of the map. Is my biggest issue with it. Like I ended up behind a stage in the mall but I couldn't open the door to go on the other side of it because I had like four side quests that I needed to do before that. And I stumbled on it pretty organically. I like the Christmas theme. That's cool. I played um, two and three and like those a lot. I think I remember seeing like advertisements for four and it was like this guy with a car and you could like drive around in the car. Is that, was that four? Before I didn't play. Oh, I'll tell you, I I, well, Jacob, You're I think they've also been pretty cruel to Frank West, the lead. I think he's got like a comb over now and he's like got a big <laughs> beer gut and he's like a drunk. It's like, <laughs> oh, what are, it, it like, doesn't like look the same. Yeah. I don't even think they got the same voice actor. Oh, I don't think so. Mike, like, you could probably tell it's not the same up. company. Yeah. But still very fun, especially the first two. I think I would recommend the first two of those. Um, the second one had really, um like death matches too. On motorcycles, do you guys remember those? Those were fun. with the chainsaws yeah. on yeah. the side because he was, he was part of a video it. game. He was almost a uh, a uh, uh, what are you, the Arnold the runner. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Thank it was, you, man. It was a really meta series, and I think like that's you know again something we talked about in the movies, something we'll talk about in the comics. The meta of zombies really lends itself to all of these platforms, especially video yeah, games. Also, the escalation, too, where it's like, all right, in the original, you could hit with a guitar, but now what if I attach chainsaws to my dirt bike? Like, it <laughs> yeah. just, the power scale yeah. is increasing what exponentially. What if you plug the guitar into an amp and then you could blow their heads off when you play a chord? With electricity, yeah, exactly. So let me so, ask you guys um, about, uh, sorry, uh, one just updated thing, like a, a modern game, because, you know, it's like, where are zombie games going, right? DayZ <laughs> is a is a game that came out and sort of just, like, changed the landscape of, of inventing a, a genre again. Zombies at the forefront again. We got Battle Royale out of it. Isn't that weird? Yeah, Colin, you know, it's funny. I was actually just about to try to seg to DayZ and see if you guys have ever heard of that. Or played that. <laughs> Never played it, quick seg. Used to watch um, the videos. Yeah, so for those who don't know, Daisy basically it started as a mod of Arma, which Arma is like a big like open world military kind of game, um, and then it was made into its own standalone game. And from there, we also got um, the spinoff of PUBG, which became its own game, and that's what started the whole battle royale trend. So without basically without Arma, there would be no Fortnite, and without you know, armor, there'd be no Daisy, no PUBG, any of that. So why doesn't um, without Daisy Doom there'd be any of it? What's that? I said without why Doom there'd for- be none of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Go back and listen. Without Tetris, there'd be no video games at all. But uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, so um Daisy, it's like a big open world military survival game where you're running around this town in Russia, I believe, and you're just looking for loot and there's also zombies. So you have to and it's also it's like a huge, um, I don't know what the genre is called. It's not like MMO, but basically you're in a huge world with other people running around at the same time. And if you come across people, you can have a firefight. You can, you know, have to, dipl- uh, diplomatic. Um, you it's, know. it's a lot like Ark and Rust and games yeah, like that. It's, it's yeah. an open world survival game. Exactly. Um, and yeah. this, it's it's very, it's, it's a lot like something like The Walking Dead where the, the zombies are almost like an, 
a secondary villain and the main villain is like other people. You know, we are the Walking Dead, obviously. Um, but it's it's it has a very dedicated community that play it kind of a lot, especially like a few years ago in, in its kind of prime. But uh, I've never played it, but I've watched videos and there's a lot of videos you can find on YouTube of like people kind of making their own stories out of it. Like, you know, this mm-hmm. this group like kidnaps people and makes them fight in like a ring and the, and the survivor can join <laughs> oh, no. the, the group. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, they'll go like capture that. like a new player and then bring him to their yeah, base. Yeah. Put two of them in an arena together and say, "You fight to the death." And it's like wow. two player characters right. who just started that day. I wonder it's if like, the oh, community's God, still know. alive, like you said, with the advent of all it these is. spinoffs of it. Oh wow, there's cool. definitely a dedicated community. It's pretty niche, but um, I always me. wanted to play it. But there's a lot of there's kind of a barrier to entry of playing it. You gotta like install it and. and you know, set up the that all. that well, is the barrier no... to most video games. Is that, well, first you no, have to buy it's, it. It's a little more difficult than than most video games because like there's a whole like you have to like join the server and everything. I don't know how it works, but um, I never actually got it. But I always wanted to play it. And you tipped us off to those YouTube videos. I have sat down to a couple of those where you just kind of lose your mind, just like following a guy into the wilderness. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Like Mike, you know the, the YouTuber well in. He does, he does Rust videos. Rust videos yes. where he kind of like makes his own story and like edits it in like an engaging way. There's people doing that in Daisy where they, um, it's it's almost like watching someone in a Walking Dead kind of world trying to navigate and like survive. Well, because much like that, if you have your group and you come across a large a larger group that has a fortress and all this loot, you can go in and try to take what they have, or they could retaliate and try to take all the shit that you've amassed right. because it's. It's a persistent world. If they loot your fortress and take all your stockpiles of ammo and food, you're fucked. We're exactly. back and you have to start Max from episode, zero. Mike. Exactly. Go back to Mad Max. Exactly. You know? And those two things are correlated. The humans are more dangerous. So but I also think like, they tie together. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it would be a, tr- a better world. <laughs> this podcast is like poetry. Right? <laughs> but yeah, I think it would be fun to try out those games, but also the barrier to entry is that like, those are really like lifestyle kind of games where like the people that are really good at those games, like exclusively play those games and just like, mm-hmm. you know, people on rust are like playing rust for like six hours a day to make sure their stuff doesn't get raided and stuff. You're the so is Daisy like a normie version players. of that? <laughs> A normie version of that? Yeah, is, I mean, is that what Daisy is? Because like I've seen the trailers for Daisy, where it's like Daryl on a motorcycle. I'd say Daisy is that is what we're rich, talking but, about. Yeah, yeah, that Daisy is the open world one. Dead Island might not be though. Dead Island is another zombie game. Um, there's a it's like Borderlands ish. Yeah. Yep. If you want to see on Days, um, there's a new one, Days Gone, where you you seem to just be Daryl, right? Yeah, you oh, just run around. On I was confusing that with uh Yeah, Days Gone is a more normy, like a triple A release game, um, where it's like an open world, uh kind of like a far cry where you're going to d- different areas and, and doing stuff. Riding a motorcycle. And then you have things like um what's Dying Light is like the parkour uh zombie game. Yeah, oh, right. I love this game. I am uh it's on the PlayStation Now app. Um Really cool nice. little indie game. Uh, it's like puzzle-based, um, cell shading style. It really feels like playing through uh, The Walking Dead, like original five issues of the comic. Like it's really like good like silhouette game. work. No, it's not like a Telltale game. It's like a, it's like a it's Mario action. game more than anything. I mean, it's you know it's a platformer at its core. 
Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's really nice. quick and really fun. Like I'd, I'd recommend it. Um, a lot kind of it of like is just like edgy. a little bit, a little bit. I would say it's more like straight up like Mario. I guess Mario with okay. with a gun, but you don't get a gun until like four or five levels in, and like the guns never <laughs> really the core of it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the escape element. Yeah. Um, nice. Well, one more game I wanted to throw out there, and this is kind mm-hmm. of tangential, but um, I've been playing a lot of this game called XCOM 2 recently. I love this game. It's about alien invasions into Earth, so not really zombies, but the um, DLC that I'm playing now, War of the Chosen, um, and I'm also using a lot of mods, which adds like different guns and armor and stuff, which is pretty cool, um, but War of the Chosen adds a... a a zombie horde like um, thing where basically there are aliens that got zombified and um, so in certain missions there not only is there the aliens that you have to kill there's also a oncoming zombie horde that you have to hold off as well so Jacob you just made me discover something in my mind that I want to pose it to you guys do you think zombies is the easiest DLC? You look at something like the original Red Dead with the undead nightmare. People can just oh, reskin yeah. stuff to be zombies. Is it like, well, just kind of throw that in there. That, that's fun. People like genre stuff. Yeah. yeah basically. Like, again, I think it's like you said, the easiest. And it's like, it's fucking relatable, man. People like it. Like, yeah, don't, don't. I don't have to feel bad about killing humanoids yeah. in any way. Especially yeah, like Red Dead where mechanic. it's like you go to a town and, you know, it's like, oh, am I going to shoot this person and steal their horse? It's like, yeah, of course, he's a fucking zombie. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. the Western um, the Western zombie mishmash, it works pretty well, too. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's American that movie? Nightmare. Yeah, where's Isn't the Western there a movie zombie? Like that? Isn't there a movie like that with Chris Kattan that we watched once, Colin? With Chris Kattan, whoa, that almost, uh, oh, is Tom Green in that Wendigo, uh, movie that you might be um, thinking of that's with Cowboys too? I was going to say, uh, huh, I thought you were thinking Cowboys and Aliens for a second, but no, oh, now, now you really got me. Closest thing you get is Tremors Return to Perfection. <laughs> oh, God, come on, Mike. Or Tremors Beginning or whatever. I, I love that. Tremors. To, shut oh, up. Oh, there is that, that, uh, Bone Tomahawk. But that's Bone Tomahawk. Undead that's or one. Alive. Yeah. Undead oh, or Alive. I, I don't remember ah. that. Huh. Is Chris Kattan they in a 2007 zombie? That's comedy and zombie put together. Oh, zombie. God. I'm glad that didn't stick. <laughs> um, yeah, Undead or Alive. I'm pretty sure he fights a, a zombie rattlesnake at one point. I had to Google it. Colin, we've seen that terrible movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, bummer. They should have just called it Tombstone 2. <laughs> Tombstone Rising, right? Yeah. Tombstone um, Rising Crest. Anyway. It's a pizza. Yeah, it's pretty good. But uh, uh, any other zombie games before we do another 30 minutes on plants versus zombies? Or? <laughs> nah, let's get out of here. Let's uh, let um, our last. Yeah. No, don't stop yeah, it for this. There was one of those dumb, like, angry bird clones that I loved where you were just a guy who shot a bullet and the objective was to get the one bullet to kill all the zombies. It was like, it was, you know, it was a fucking angry birds clone. The mobile was game. Was it called yeah. Stupid yeah. Zombies? Yes, it was. It was stupid, stupid zombies, zombies, and I love that game <laughs> with a with a oh oh stupid stupid zombies. Probably, 
Colin, there, there's uh, you know, there's rumors of an Evil Dead game. Do you would you consider an Evil Dead game a zombie game? And are we no? That? And Joe, that's so interesting. I Dead almost Ike, put into the notes, but sometimes I don't like to tip off the conversation too much. So I love that you're bringing this naturally. Where I was like, Joe and I go off on how deadites aren't zombies. So thank you for raising this moment. Uh, I I'm sorry, guys, to fucking ransom you in here for a little longer. No. I would say they're not. Joe, they're possessed human beings by demons who have undead qualities. It's it's totally so Candarian demons don't count as zombies. Even no. though you're gonna get a lot of the same tropes. You're gonna get a boomstick, you're gonna get a chainsaw. It doesn't exactly count because they are Candarian demons. That's fair. I'll, <laughs> right. I'll take it. That argument makes sense to me. Well, the only other one that I've been seeing lately on my YouTube advertisements is State of Survival. Play now. And it's like Guy can't get enough lima beans to feed his family, and there's zombies outside. It's almost like Fallout Shelter, but with zombies and very poorly made. But anyway, enough about the state of survival. Let's uh, foundation for lima beans. It's like someone's very (laughs) pro lima bean. It's a poorly made mobile game designed to squeeze you with microtransactions. Don't question the lima beans and get you to buy lima beans. That's right. Uh, But forget state of survival. Let's look at the state of zombies in the world of comic books next on Normies Like Us. Dig up those comics, go down, get your issues, your dirtiest ones. We're talking about the oldest, the mustiest, the zombified books themselves. We're talking zombie comic books. Um, there's a lot of zombie comic books. You know, we, we won't keep you guys here too long, but there's some there's some big highlights. Joe, in our big boy books, we're talking Marvel zombies. I mean, obviously, that yeah. is, you, you kind of got to go there. That's going to be a Disney Plus is going to get that. Can we start there? That's yeah, right. so, that would be cool. We've, um, we've done The Walking Dead. We kind of, we could touch on it, but I want yeah. I want the Marvel zombies And guys. it's Robert it Kirkman. Me. It is him coming over, Mike, and kind of yeah. doing his hand to be like, all right, I'll do what I do. So Marvel zombies is canon in the universe, first and foremost. It takes place all in right. a different dimension of the multiverse, but that is a real part of the multiverse. Um, there is a virus that infects superheroes. You get gross stuff like Spider-Man eating Mary Jane and, uh, you know, the Ant-Man getting inside someone and then exploding in the blob. And it's like fucking batshit crazy stuff. Robert Kirkman, like you said, uh, and they are going to take elements of that, meaning what we've seen is a zombified Captain America, and it's going to be one of the episodes of What If?, Oh yeah, that's we've seen the Captain America one. Yeah, the coolest. Is that thing. your alarm system? <laughs> uh oh, there's a horde out there. Zombies? I think, I think we smell zombies outside. We probably got enough time to finish this though. The the coolest thing about the Marvel Zombies uh, mm-hmm. universe though is one. Uh, Ash Williams from Ash vs. the Evil Dead, uh, you know, one of my favorite pop culture heroes, comes to the Marvel Universe to kick some ass and, and take down some superheroes, which is great. Two, all of the covers are brilliant, gory paintings that recreate some of the most iconic uh, comics from Marvel's history. So you have issues that even if you're not a comic book fan, if you saw these, you would recognize them. Like the the cover of the Days of Future Past book where everyone's zombified instead of regular. Like even if you're not a fan, you're going to recognize some of these. 
Is there a That's genre awesome. or trope that has a adjective like that, Joe? You wouldn't say alienified. You wouldn't say, you know, swamp thingified. You would say zombified. Like, even when you're talking oh. about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's those zombified covers. Those are cool. There's one that they just created, Venomized. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> don't you fall for that marketing, Joe. How dare you bring that up? Venomized, your they- Funko Pops. Yeah, they did. Yes. They did the Funko Pop line, and then they did a line of covers where it was like, "What if it was a slutty Mary Jane and she was covered in, you know, Venom symbiote, but only <laughs> okay. you know, That's her nipples?" That's for me. I'm an incel. <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Mary Jane covered in black goo is the only way I can get off. <laughs> I it's think, true. Uh, yeah, me. that Venom symbiote's been getting all over everyone lately. I've been seeing a lot of. <laughs> A lot of those, and not just kissing Tom Hardy. No. Yeah. And these count. These are zombies. So this is Ash Williams That's killing cool, real zombies canon. here. So I like that. It is canon because Would Mike, that count, Colin? Now you got me stuck on that. Yes, it counts. Hell yeah, it counts. Uh, no, that that's just you getting sick. So again. deadites don't count, but Marvel <laughs> zombies versus Ash do. That counts. Yes. Because, like Joe's Great. saying, canon in Secret Wars, when we eventually get the worlds melded into Battle World together... One of the countries is Marvel Zombies, and you see a lot of the Elsa Bloodstones, the Blades, like living out there, just sort of swiping zombies down. Do we? Um, Very cool. A, do you think we'll see that in Spider Verse? B, um, do they cover that in? The, oh, I guess it's both Spider Verse. Spider Verse, the movie, and Spider Verse, the comic is. Do they go to that universe in the comic, Colin? I can't remember. No, if you recall, instead they go to the one where a nuclear bomb has gone off, and that's because Maudlin or Mordren or whatever his name is can't exist oh, in yeah. the nuclear fallout. And that's and where they all leave. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like the hideout. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, they should they should go to that world in the they comics. Should have gone to the zombie world. You're right. Yeah, give me cool. that shit. I want it. Is there is there a DC? There's there is no event that is zombies take over. Yes, there is. It's deceased. Um, oh, which is oh, I love it. Tom Taylor, uh, which is currently running. And then there is the deceased book. And then there is the deceased unkillables, which features people like Jason Todd and Deathstroke being super kick-ass zombie hunters in a post-apocalyptic world. So they oh, were a little late the... to the game, but deceased, they're out there. Tom Taylor wrote, oh, I um, love that. He wrote the um, Injustice Universe, and and one of my favorite issues of Spider-Man of all time um, in the Peter uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, the one with the ki- cancer kid. Um, oh. Yeah, Tom Taylor. Not to be confused with Tom King, who they look a lot alike, and they're always doing bits on Twitter where they're changing each other's pictures to the other one because they're always getting yelled at for writing the various books that they write. But uh, that one's fun. I like it. You see, um, it wins for title. Deceased is a better name for an event. Deceased mm-hmm. Unkillables, uh, issue one. You see Deathstroke take down a bunch of uh, either Nazis or Ku Klux Klan members. I can't remember which. Um, and the Jason Todd, the Deathstroke stuff. That's because they have come back from the dead. Do we get a Rachel Ghoul? There should be. There should I be some cool uh, Lazarus Pit stuff. I haven't read it yet, it but with- I, that that makes sense because I think uh, some of the other characters that are still alive are like. Um, orphan who is now back as ba- uh, Batgirl because Barbara Gordon's gone in that universe. So um, yeah, I haven't I haven't checked out Unkillables yet, but I did read some of the DC stuff and it, it's fun. It would have to be spelled Rez Al Ghul G H O U L. Exactly. <laughs> it was uh, the only way I'll accept it. Colin, so at the top good. of the podcast, you uh, go back and listen. Go back to listen to the, the top of this podcast. Just start all over. Rewind. Again. So much fun. Start yeah. over. We need um, the listens. 
New Game Plus. You, you said you uh, – <laughs> there's DLC at the end, I promise. You said um, <laughs> that zombies typically aren't sexualized. Uh, there's a book called Crossed where basically the whole thing is what if they became like horny bastards who were like uh. super violent sexually and there's a lot of – rape and and pillaging and gross stuff that's crossed and it is uh pretty gory Mm. and violent if you're into gory and violent it's basically like they don't know the difference between right and wrong anymore and they don't care anymore so bad and here's what i'll say about cross um you've recommended Mm. it in the past uh it's gone through multitudes because it started as a webcomic before getting like actual publishing when it got to that point alan moore did a couple issues, Joe. Uh, comic book great mm-hmm. Alan Moore. And to me, when he gets attached to something like that, I'm always like, well, that's how I know. It's just not something for me. It's just like, you just know he's going to... The stuff that he finds so interesting to attach himself to, not to create from the ground up, it's always a little rough for me. Yeah, because he's going to you know find something like he did with uh, Killing Joke, right? Like you're going to have something yeah. weird. There's going to be, um, yeah, some sexual humiliation. Yeah, yeah. Which nothing if, Alan Moore. if you're oh, looking I for will, sexual dude. humiliation and, and violence and gore, Crossed might be something you're into. Yeah. It's a weird recommendation because some of it's uh, too much for me. I really only enjoy like the first couple issues, to be honest. I'll do a very tame one with kind of a indie Euro style sort of looks like a um, Scott Pilgrim book. This is Daybreak. There's only two trades for this. Became a somewhat popular book after it got adapted very loosely into that Netflix show Daybreak that was sort of like teenagers take on the zombie apocalypse. Did any of you guys watch that or am I the only sucker here? Uh, I'm gonna, no, I've not seen I, it. Colin, should I start it? I just finished all of the seasons yes. and movies of X-Files, so I'm looking for something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for something to do. Joe, I think you would like it. Again, it's another Dawn of the Dead take. They are sort of camped up in a mall, but it's supposed to be, I think it's Calabasas, California, or, God, it might be It might be closer, but it's kind of very representative to our culture. I like it because it's a dumb youth-oriented show, and I'm kind of a sucker for those. But it features cool stuff like... Shonen. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mike, you want to talk Shonen? It features a young black samurai in the new world uh, who does an inner monologue hey. by Riza, who directs the episode, and it's got like a cool, like fucking laid back hey. flavor. So Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, Check I think that I have out. heard of that. Um, Riza did the soundtrack for Afro Samurai, so it's like it's definitely shit. in his wheelhouse to be involved. Hell yeah. And speaking oh. of youth oriented, you know, there's also they're also developing like a um, spin off of The Walking Dead that's like. A, a YA Peter Pan style, zombie Lost high. Boy style, yeah, yeah, <laughs> zombie high school Riverdale, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Riverdale, uh, yeah, I'll dive into those. Zomboys. The um, the Arch- the Archie Dark books um, are really fun. Like, there's a yes. Jughead turns into a werewolf. Sabrina makes everyone zombies. That stuff's Veronica cool. has her book Vampire Veronica, where she is yeah. a, a she devil. Uh, yeah, I, I love those series. Um, yeah, Roberto Aguirre Sacas, um, who who does the Chilling Tale of Sabrina TV series, an interesting writer. Ex- yeah, and he's he's bringing it out of the the Mark Wade universe that he started, uh, I guess like five or six years ago, back with the the Archie reboot. So it's it's pretty fun if you're into like slice of life, but then give it a horror twist. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I mean, they've been around can... forever, like zombies and comic books, yeah, creep show, all of that. Oh yeah. Um, so you guys. 
you guys know I don't read comic books that often, but if I could just briefly mention, um, I call this part of the podcast uh, Jacob's Book Book Corner Comic Book Book Book. (laughs) Book Book Comic Book (laughs) Corner. That's where I talk about real real books in the comic book section. (laughs) He said real books. Jacob's got the real books. Oh, you're going to recommend Red Wall? Is there a Red Wall (laughs) where zombie chipmunks come out of the ground? (laughs) No, but I was going to... There's a Minecraft Book Book Real Book Corner. I don't mean that comic books aren't real books. Just, you know, I'm talking about like word books, not picture books. Um, Yeah. Okay, so not, not, to, not to say not and not to say in a bad way or anything. On the page though, it's within the vein. Yeah, yeah. On the page with Jacob is what this segment is called. Um <laughs> New name. What's the theme song? <laughs> three names like so far. Um book, book, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, obviously World War Z. Uh check that one out. I've also, during this quarantine, been reading uh some of my favorite books ever. A Song of Ice and Fire, better known as Game of Thrones, mm. um, which do have zombies in them. Um, they're called whites, um, and basically they're they're you know the risen dead that you can't kill except for with fire. So I mean that's basically zombies in a fantasy setting. Well, whites technically have a higher armor class than zombies in D anD. d So they're they're a separate creature, <laughs> uh, but I'll give you it. You okay, well, they're, they're used one yeah, turn. Does he dead get a man? <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. No, you're right. Song of Ace and Fire, that's a very good call. I was been reading this thing called the the Bible. And there's this guy who rises from the dead and then feeds people his flesh and blood and then they turn. I know you were calling us on Easter him. and you were really uh swearing on yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> Jacob, <laughs> let right. me ask you this. The yeah. deviation from the TV show and the book, do you oh, think yeah. that the books are going to end up having more of an emphasis? Um that the zombies and the whites and the others, the white walkers are the yeah. biggest threat mm-hmm. versus the people. Cause that sort of seems like that's um, what the show tried to claim at the end there, even though it, it kind of had no groundwork. Well, the show, yeah. The show claimed that for a long time and then they kind of wrapped up everything in one episode. Um, I think it will be a little more, I mean, obviously there's things in the books that you can't do for budgetary reasons in the show. So obviously they had to cut a lot of different characters and different side plots and, um, just the grandiosity, the scale of the books is so much bigger than the show because they can, you know, George R. R. Martin can write, you know, a thousand people fight a thousand people in a battle and it's a lot easier than actually filming that. Um, the, Especially when they can stand six feet next to each other or closer. Right. <laughs> but the show basically personified the others as the White Walkers and they gave them kind of a central figure being the Night King. There really is no Night King in the books. There's just they're just the the, the, the others they're called. They don't the have zombies have name. no hive mind. Well, there's so, so there's the zombies that are ri- that are created by the White Walkers in the show and in the books. But uh, in the books, the White Walkers, which are the the blue ice guys, mm-hmm. they're called the others, and they don't have a king necessarily. They're just kind of a a faceless group of these like ancient monsters that no one knows about. Who will are you do the knife drop to? <laughs> right, which is why they had to kind of give them a central figure in the show that they could fight against. Um, but the zombie aspect of it is the corpses of dead people that they rise to mm-hmm. be like their grunts, and then the only way to kill them is with fire. And the only way to kill I mean, even seeing, I was just saying on the show, seeing a fucking giant zombie. Yeah, you know, which is siege. like that's fucking cool. zombie. Yeah, which is in the books as well, and they have like. Even the zombie polar bear that they fight when they go beyond the wall in that oh, one yeah. episode. That's also in the uh-huh. books in a different scene. But um, the others, which they're called in the books, 
which they couldn't do because of Lost in the show. Remember the others mm-hmm. in Lost? Um, they're totally different. They're much more mysterious. And they were mysterious in the show at first, but as the show went on, they became, you see them more and more. You see the Night King a lot. So I don't know how the books will go, but I think it'll be better than the ending of the show. Um, just a I wild so. guess. Uh, but basically, yeah, in the quarantine, I've been reading, I finished Clash of Kings, which is the second in the series, and I've, I'm about a quarter way through uh, Storm of Swords, which is the best book, because that's when everything goes down with the Red Wedding and everything. So really, if you like the show and you've never read the books, check them out, because they're very easily readable, they're very compelling, and you just, they're page turners, and I just, I just love them. So check them out. See, so... Human beings are not the only things to be turned into zombies. So can books. Pages can be turned. <laughs> Marvel superheroes as well can be turned if there's one thing we've learned during this section. That's right. And we hope we've earned your trust on this zombies episode. Sometime. I've been That's reading. Right. <laughs> I think, it's did great. Michael Crichton have that zoo series where the animals become mean or become zombies? I'm, I'm not sure theory. it would affect them. Now we I'm know. I'm not sure because I'm a Michael Crichton fan, but I don't know that book. I, but we know now with COVID, guys, that uh, that things like what is it like porcupines cats cough? Be, yeah, cats. Cats are like cats can get coronavirus, <laughs> but dogs like, can't. Now would a cat mm-hmm. become a zombie, Jacob? <laughs> I hope not. Most things can, according to Resident Evil rules. Dogs, cats, frogs. I mean, well, that's, is, that's basically sad. how Planet of the Apes starts. Right? Is that the dogs and cats get killed off? By the yeah. virus, and then we make monkeys pets, and then the monkeys we get rise. dummy disease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the sad truth of of the realistic world is that the zombie disease is not scientifically possible, and the apocalypse will not be as fun as a zombie apocalypse. It'll be more just like you know, a global pandemic, sitting in your house dying. worrying about how you're going to have toilet paper and. <laughs> Yeah. So we're going to have to do the Mad Max thing then instead, Yeah, which still seems pretty fun. Yeah, that would be fun. But yeah, there's no scientific basis for a body being reanimated, but there's no, no you know, how how does it sustain but itself? Your brain it just... stem is melted. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. like you're saying, you... the stand where we just get sick and die. And it's do you guys yeah. when people took bath salts and then like... And became zombies, Joe. That was because yeah. they would bite in people. In Florida. Yeah. Fucking Florida, Yeah, man. that's in Florida. <laughs> Well, yeah. Let's talk more about Florida Man on the wrap-up. Coming up next, we're going to be <laughs> wrapping up the zombies. <laughs> Normies like us. Wrap-up. We're back. So Joe's over there. He's mixing up a big vet of bath salts for us. We're all going to take a big inhale at the end. Um, or drink we're going to go really assemble right. in yeah. Florida. Yeah. And then we're going to go meet on the beaches of Florida. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll sure. see you Which guys are there. Open. Which That's are right. open. The only um, ones we can go to. <laughs> but first, we're going to be talking our wrap up here uh, on the last episode again of April Ocalypse. Uh, mm-hmm. So kind of kind of wrapping up all of it. This has been fun, guys. I've, I've really loved talking the end of the world with you. Yeah, me too. I have a question here at the top and the end of the zombie episode. Uh, starting with Colin, what would your ideal zombie apocalypse weapon be? Go. Ooh, that's a good question. I thought you were going to say uh, movie or something. Uh, and just a real quick, because that was in my <laughs> head. 
Uh, Joe, I, I liked what you said with the, the Christmas game for Dead Rising. Why, why aren't there more Christmas zombie stuff? But ideal weapon. Mm, it's true. I would get tired, Mike. I can't do physical stuff. I can't use a machete. And I'm also not one of these fools who will be like, the crossbow is key because you reload the bolts. Like, you gotta <laughs> fucking pull that fucker That's back literally so hard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Oh, ah, I missed. Ah, I gotta go get that. Um, no, that'll <laughs> never happen. I'm gonna have a metal boomerang like the Mad Max did, and I'll just yes. whip it at zombies' heads and take them off. Done. The feral boy. I like it. Okay. Jacob, let's hear Okay, it wait you. a minute, because I have to defend the crossbow, because that was gonna be my number one answer. Puts on fedora. Obviously, on an ATV, you're wearing a fedora, you have a katana <laughs> and a crossbow. Don't insult my crossbow. My Obviously, crossbow you wanna way. have at least one melee <laughs> weapon and one ranged weapon. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Across the benefit of the crossbow is one: yes, you can regather the bolts for unlimited ammo, assuming you don't break them. Number two, you can also use the bolts as a kind of last desperation melee weapon if you need to, where you mm-hmm. can stick them in in the head. Okay. Um, the arm bolts, strength obviously. to drive with your hands. <laughs> I can put a bolt in my hand. bolt through somebody's skull. I mean, <laughs> these guys have to be I'm saying, so if it's decaying, though. If it's decaying, you might. Yeah, really, event, but... you realize in The Walking Dead, they all get super ripped because all they're doing all day is just killing zombies. And mowing the lawn. He's going to get super ripped. Jacob (laughs) never skips arm day. They're going to be begging for cigarettes a week (laughs) into the zombie apocalypse. Well, then I probably won't make it. But to survive, you need to be able to melee for hours on end without getting tired, right? So, but yeah, for versatility's sake, I'd want a crossbow, but I'd also want some kind of dedicated melee weapon because you'd need at least one melee, one range if you're going to survive. Ideally. Okay. So what would your melee weapon be? Probably uh, a machete that you know they're easy to handle. And, and they're pretty common. Okay. <laughs> well, if yeah. you don't have a machete, you can use a. I no, they are knife. common, is what I'm no, saying. Now let Joe guys. answer oh, right yeah. now because he's going to yeah, say Joe. baseball bat. <laughs> oh, you can go ahead and call me Batman because you know I'm I'm, I'm making a baseball <laughs> bat and a boomstick. But Batman man. doesn't use a bat. <laughs> but Batman doesn't <laughs> use a nine millimeter handgun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. You're very very Negan. All right. Uh, range. Well, Jacob has made a qualifier that you need a range. Oh, you're weapon, right. Sorry. So Batarang? <laughs> uh, boomstick. Boomstick. Keep, right. keep my shotgun. classic. You know, yeah. I like the shotgun because if you do somehow acquire a reloading tool, all you need is gunpowder and gravel. You can pick up the mm-hmm. shells and you could always have, you know. Oh, sure. You can make some. Uh, yeah. Rock shot. Rock yeah. salt. Whatever you need. Whatever you got. Um, right. I would good. want a sniper because I always like to be a sniper in video games. I want like a Molotov. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, my my logic is like, yeah, you need a ranged and a bat, but if you're firing a weapon, they're all coming at you anyway, so you might as well like spray and pay with a with a boomstick. That then, makes sense you know, too. Baseball bat, because I, I like style. I got style. But you yeah. have a baseball bat with nails in it, right? Or no nails? Um, Razor blades, really, nails, wire. I really like the idea of just like a Louisville slugger, right man. Like it doesn't, Aluminum, it doesn't mean yeah, nothing metal. fancy. Oh. Well, yeah. Negan's bat is like wood with like a chain wrapped around. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the the razor wire or barbed wire wrapped around the bat. I don't know. That seems too like WWF for me. Like yeah, Cactus Jack, tune out now. Easier for headshots though to make sure. Maybe you like, head. and I don't want you don't want a bunch of nails because then you hit someone in the head and their head's gonna stick to it. Oh, you know that's what true. I mean? So like maybe one big nail at the top. I don't know. I, don't so I like the aluminum bat. I think it's, that's the way to go. Yeah, because you're just you're bashing and you're moving, right? And, and like, it makes a great just, noise. 
Yeah. I want a blade of some kind, like a machete, so you can really just yeah. chop, you know. Yeah. Or Again, a katana. Stuck, a katana. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Chris Katana. It, <laughs> Chris Katana. Uh, <laughs> I have studied the way of the blade. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, that? Uh, what's that Western movie? I already forgot the name of the Colin I watched. I'm pretty sure that uh, movie nope. is Bath Salts because I can't remember it two seconds later. Tombstone Two. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I could pretty much talk about which weapons I want to use in a zombie apocalypse for hours. We'll Patreon that one. I guess. I mean, quickly that's the then, thing I think about it. You know. Yeah. Um, according to the zombie survival guide, you would want a 22 caliber weapon because you could carry twice the ammo for half the weight and zombies don't need a lot. Uh, but I also like the shotgun reloading the shells and then, oh uh, yeah, like a katana, you know, a good slicing weapon. That's all I require. Yeah. But a machete is perf- a perfectly common. balanced sword. Per- as every, as all things should be Jacob. Yes. Perfectly balanced. <laughs> and you don't really like got to worry about defense too much. But really, just give me a shark suit or some chain mail. I'm good. I'll just walk around freely. A shark suit? You know, so sharks can't bite you through the suit when you go uh, diving. Just wear that, right? Oh, yeah. Is that real? I always said when we very early on into sort of hanging out with Joe, we were hanging out on a movie set, I think when we were like freshmen even, and uh, you were like the assistant director on set, and you were like, what mutant power would you like to have in a, a zombie apocalypse? I think it might have been because Marvel Zombies was out at the time. And I said mm-hmm. Colossus, Mike, because I thought that that armored, I would just be taking naps in the street. You know, you wake up, somebody's biting on you. It doesn't matter. That's great. Oh, hey, how are you? Yeah, if there's a yeah, real you know suit what? like that, give me that suit. Hell, now yeah, that you mention it, why team. doesn't, like, in The Walking Dead, why don't they armor themselves against the zombies? Why isn't like, there a medieval guy? Mail, yeah. Yeah, chainmail would pretty much solve your zombie problem because they can't bite through chainmail. So we've solved it. Yeah, yeah. chainmail. Yeah, but you weigh a thousand solve pounds zombies. and then you can't move. Yeah, when you get overwhelmed. Yeah, and you got to be strong like me. Yeah, Kevlar. Yeah, you can't skip arm or leg day. Everybody <laughs> just wears freaking dirt bike gear anyway in these, in these oh. shows. All right. Well, that's Look, my question I, uh, off the top. Well, I guess we'll get into final thoughts then, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna Take say it, it, it. I love zombies. Um, one of my college theses was on the connection between uh, zombies and punk rock music and how mm. both of those genres kind of came about around the same time and went through similar evolutions. And I think that's because it is a, a counterculture genre, right? Like these were founded with political messages. If you're If you're playing these games, if you're reading these comics and you're watching these movies – don't be one of those suckers who says like, oh, keep your politics out of it. These are political. They are statements against fascism and, and consumerism. They are hard takes on, on morality. Um, and they're also violence without consequence. So they are some of my favorite things. They're asking hard questions and they're just supplying a ton of fun, uh, scare, camp, everything you want you can find in some sort of zombie content. Oh, hold on, like hold on. That. I'm seeding my time then because, Joe, you brought up college. You're talking about a paper you wrote. Hold on. That's not what I want you to talk about from college. I want to talk about normies. We used to have to make these programmed radio drama shows that were like oh, elaborate audio. movie Probably. drama things. They were like full narratives just with sound. Joe partnered up with two other people to make his feature length, essentially, where they would each do segments of different people that were kind of rip-off of Left 4 Dead characters, sure, <laughs> but was a cool zombie apocalypse radio drama. That might be YouTube content, Joe. We, we might need to put that up for people somewhere. I fucking yeah, loved was, that. 
I remember like that 45 well. minutes. It was like 45 minutes, and um, the premise was it was like three dudes hanging out watching a zombie movie on sci-fi, and yes. then you cut it yes. into the movie. And, and it then it, the it would be the power outages, and you would go inside it, and yours in particular was the Bill-esque, the nom vet, like, oh, Jesus yeah, the Christ, these fucking zombies. You had the biker. You had the office worker. I loved them, dude. Yeah, I remember that as well, Joe, and I remember it being really, really well done, so. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I love the genre and like to play with all the tropes is something that I love. Like Colin, obviously, a lot of these movies are huge influences on things we write. Um, You know, someday there's a zombie universe I'm dying to share with the world. Yes. You said it last time in our Mad Max episode where you were like, Mad Max inspires a lot of stuff we write. I thought about it later after you said that. I was like, he's right. Thunderdome in particular. And I think a lot of zombie movies, a lot of good zombie movies hit this button, which is the mix of innocent going up against the darkness of that world. That's what I like in zombie movies too. I, I like when it is something like the return of the living dead where it's like a little kookier and crazier, but there's some fucking heaviness there too. Yeah. I mean, like any horror, it's morality tales at its core. Nice, nice, nice. I believe that uh radio drama, part of it got uh, some play during the first ever spooktacular on Normies Like Us, so you can go back oh, and check that one out if you want a oh, quick taste. Mike, good memory. We have talked yeah. about it before then. Go go check that out, guys. That that might still be up there. It has made air, yeah, and it's up. So uh, I guess while I'm here, I'll go ahead and get my final thoughts and we'll throw it to Jacob. Uh, Joe, you said it, they're morality tales, they're politically charged, like even Night of Living Dead was not a studio movie. You know, very much outside of the bounds of what was considered the norm and then became normie. Zombies very much are niche to normie. They very much are what the show is about. And I'm glad we got to talk about them today. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And uh, don't eat too many brains out there. That's my thoughts. Jacob. Jacob. Um, Yeah, for my final thoughts, you know, I agree with you, Joe. Um, I pretty much only like media that has like some kind of political angle or subtext. So, um, you know, things without themes and subtext they're not interesting but um the fact that you can you can go so many different ways with a zombie you can go you know capitalism fascism um all that different stuff like there's a lot of a lot of themes that you can use in the in the zombies and i do like zombies a lot i mean at one point i do think they got oversaturated a bit and the um the tropes became almost like too used so it kind of got stale but i do like new interesting takes on zombies uh, including like more comedic takes and, and also serious takes as well. So zombies, yeah, unoriginal zombie media bad. Good zombie media good. Even like Trade later George Romero, where you're like, Ugh. but I'm with you, Jacob. There, I'm curious about the future too because are we past the point? Is the saturation over? Will we truly not be out of the zombie valley until Walking Dead ends? I don't know. I would say yeah, probably not. And I mean, we still get new things like. You know, Santa Clarita Diet, which only came out a couple years ago. That's a more comedic take, similar to I Zombie, I assume, which I've never watched. But um, so we still have some of those takes coming out. I think the traditional like walk, like the the shambling zombie, has been so overdone that people are trying to find new takes for that. I think it can keep evolving. I will ask. I think werewolves this. will have their day, and then we'll be back to zombies. Sparkly werewolves, though, Joe, not real ones. <laughs> I will say this: don't use what we are in now as a blanket for the rest of time. Do not let it be like. And then, of course, COVID twenty is what changed us all into zombies. Like, guys, don't. <laughs> I know that there's a million filmmakers oh, gearing so up out there. Oh, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> so let's let's get out of it. Let's get enjoying our quarantine, guys. We don't need to think about these grim zombies. 
Aprilocalypse is over, Normies. Thank you so much for following us for it. Uh, keep following us at Normies underscore like underscore us on all social media, baby. That's right. We've been talking about things that are reanimated. Maybe very soon we'll be talking about another game that has been remade uh, coming up in the next month. So keep stay tuned for that. Uh, this has been... What's a good zombie name? M- Merle. Uh, <laughs> ass kicking ass dad. There you go. Hey. Well, Jim. Stay- Mike and I are the Jacob. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but which one's the racist one? Well, they're both oh, yeah. <laughs> Which one's the racist world. one? <laughs> um, yeah, stay tuned, normies, for Meltdown May, which is just something I decided to call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm it's all ice cream. Meltdown Green. May. Start making the graphics. <laughs> we'll contact the graphics team the right away. Yeah. Uh, no. Get the sponsors. You know, right. tell audible.com. It's got to be hashtag, hashtag meltdown slash May. meltdown normies. I'm still into meltdown normies. I'm still into May Days, but we'll see. Maydays. <laughs> Catch you next That's time. Um, and until then, I'm uh, Jacob Grimes, I guess. Yeah, all that <laughs> time. Jacob. He came back to it. It was worth it. Jacob I'm Grimes did it. All right. Thanks, normies. Brains. My brain's leaking out of my ear right now. I've been reading. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. I've been reading. <laughs> Keep me moving. <laughs> I want Yo, that the I've been reading is my fucking favorite. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and stop. And stop. I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs>